0: Should be having i us to have three out by the end of the year okay uh but yeah two of them two two songs should be coming out within the next month for sure Okay. so is it is still kind of the same r b genre you kind of switching up a little bit so the so one so these two are going to be r b the next one's going to be spanish r b okay mm-hmm. all right so yep. so speaking on um
1: you know creating music and everything what would you say is some misconceptions about when it comes to songwriting or, you know, producing music because, you know, a lot of people, you know, get into music because they feel like it's easy, especially like with the whole SoundCloud era, a little oozy. like, you know, they think, Oh, if they could do it. I can do it. So what do you think are some things that people kind of like don't take as seriously, don't take an account when it comes to actually creating music?
0: I think people don't take, people just don't take it serious. People don't understand that, yeah, you can go in your bathroom on SoundCloud, record a or, or track from your phone off a of YouTube beat. But if you really want it, the biggest thing that I seen break people was when I was in college or whenever I'm, you know, with my friends and I'm and we had to present music, like mm-hmm. especially in, in class when we had to present songs, we were doing co-writes with random classmates, chosen by the professor, and we had to to to, to make a song in a week and we come back that next Friday and we presented to the class a lot of people couldn't take the criticism Hmm. if you can't take the criticism from people who are in the same field as you might be on the same level might not be but they know exactly what they're talking about if you can't take that's that's constructive criticism if you can't take constructive criticism ain't no way in hell you're gonna take the unconstructive criticism right from fans from people that don't even know you from whatever if you can't if you can't take your friends, like half your friends, saying this sucks, and half your other friends saying this is good. If you can't take that, then this might not be for you. Like I got songs that if you think you if you like every song that you come out with, this isn't for you. I have songs that I don't like. Like I have songs out that I don't like, but because other people said that it was a good song, and because you know, you know, I might not like it, I understand that. I'm I'm not writing, you know, I'm not writing songs for me. I'm just putting my message into it. I'm just making my art. It's for the people to digest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's exactly like, I feel like a lot of people be like trying to make songs that they like or trying to make songs that they, 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 they's like, yeah, this shit hard as fuck. And it was somebody else telling them, no, it's not. They're like, no, you hating, bro. You hating as nigga. No, it's not a good song, but that doesn't mean he won't like you. That doesn't mean somebody else won't like it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a big one. Like a lot of people be afraid to put stuff out. Well, that's going to come with it, bro. That's everything you do, whether it's sports, whether it's business, you going you do something that's different or you come out with something that's from your mind. People going to like it, people not going to like it. So I feel like that's the that's like the number one thing that uh when whenever somebody's like, "Yeah, bro, uh, I got a SoundCloud and I make music and they play it and it's it's trash."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I don't one one. I'm never going to tell you your song is trash. That's just me because I it I will only tell you your song is trash or your song needs work because I'm one of those people that I'll just critique you. I'm not going to tell you it's bad. I'll, I'll only tell you that if I think you really want to do this, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that also, this is the number two thing. I can tell when you're just doing this for fun. And it's a lot of people who are famous and are successful that just do it for fun. And you can tell who those are because they fall off real fast.
2: I was going to say, I, I I wanted to, I was trying so hard not to jump in, but to, for devil's advocate purposes, there are plenty of songs in this modern era that has gone viral off one fluke. It wasn't even supposed to be something that was going to take off for real, but mm-hmm. it did. Like there, yeah. there are some, I mean, that's why there, there are artists in this world who are known as one hit wonders because they can only give you that one and they mm-hmm. probably have a whole catalog of other stuff that they put out, but the one thing that blew up for them is that one. Or like mm-hmm. any of these new TikTok... They're not even songs. They're like a 30-second clip that gets expanded to a two-minute song, yeah. and then it's trash, but you're only remembering that 30-second part on TikTok or, or mm-hmm. Instagram or anywhere else. So even Vine so, was like that. Mm-hmm.
1: There was that... Songs would go blow up from Vine because of that one line. And all it all right. takes is
2: one line. Yeah, because even like okay, so y'all remember y'all remember the silhouette challenge, mm-hmm. yeah. all right. So, but you know the original song of "Put Your Head on My Shoulder," like that, like that was from way back, like 50s. 60s, 50s, mm-hmm. 40s, like like a very old classic. Like that was like R&B before R&B was the thing, mm-hmm. like yeah, classic was, blues, classic jazz. T- you know, like very classic song, and then. You take it years later, and then it's but your hand on oh my and then somebody Bryson the Tillerbeat. Right. Oh, <laughs> Bryson <and Tiller> beat <laughs> yeah. gets smacked into the back end, and then it turns into this, but then but that sound was so dope to hear. And then eventually Doja Cat then comes out and fully capitalizes on the song. Now, Doja Cat's song afterwards, it was pretty solid. I'm I'm not the biggest Doja Cat fan, Mm -hmm. but out of the few songs that I do like from her, that was one of them where I was like, okay, but it's like, you chopped it from one thing and then from one thing, and then you made it into a song, Mm -hmm. but it's just that one. So how do we, how do we really gauge what's, what's a fluke and, and what's something that actually did sound pretty good?
0: You can't, you cannot. Yeah, like that's, that's the hardest thing. You really can't, like, if you really think about, think about the artists who have been successful, who weren't one-hit wonders, right? Who didn't just, like, slip up and make one track that was hard, right? Most of them made songs that were not good, not bad, great, Uh, don't really, more like a fan favorite. That's what we call a fan favorites, so like songs on an album that aren't the hits, but their fans would love, but somebody else that listened to it wasn't, wouldn't. That's to me, that's how you can tell that somebody probably is going to have longevity when they're coming out with fan favorites. When it's mm-hmm. a song that's not bad, but I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a hit. This is something I would listen to like alone in my car, like one of those songs that really hit. It's not a song, but it's not a song out here in the club. But when it comes to those One Hit Wonders and they come out with a song that you hear everywhere, because One Hit Wonders do, they, they hit everywhere. People listen to them everywhere. But the problem is with that is a lot of times, the one hit wonders are people who were either making it as a joke or they were really, they really blew up and they made that, but they never really had a sound. And then after that, they try to get on a trend or something like that, and it doesn't really, doesn't really catch on for them. The biggest one hit wonder, well, I don't even like calling him one hit wonder because he had other songs. Was a uh, Chameleonaire.
2: Oh, okay. they see me rolling. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. only know him from Riding from Dirty. That. But it's he's that a Houston, one song.
0: He's a Houston rap legend. But off of that one song, he has became an entrepreneur. Like dude has millions. He became a very effective businessman. So you also have those stories too. That sound that, and that
2: soundbite is is yeah.
1: iconic See, he, now. He invested in the ring doorbells uh, mm-hmm. before it was even a thing.
0: Exactly. Yeah, like he's just become a savvy businessman. So that's a lot of. I really respect those people though, because a lot you see a lot of one hit wonders who kind of just like fall to the wayside. You gotta, you got to When you get that money, you gotta capitalize on it like that moment. You gotta really like invest it, put it in stuff, make it work for
2: you in that moment. So, is so Soldier Boy considered a, consider a one hit wonder? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. I about to say. I, I just want to make sure because I, I have a whole Superman, catalog of Soldier. Yeah, yeah like Pretty Boy Swag. But a lot of people still would if you want to play. One song, and then everybody's cranked that Soldier Boy, but nobody else wants to play Kiss all me of through this. the phone, yeah. Kiss me through the phone. walk, nah. uh, Pretty Boy Swag, um, yeah. yeah. Or even um, what's the, what's the, the a newer one? Like Clap, she make it clap, clap, clap. Like he he has songs, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like MC Hammer, guess, yeah. MC Hammer,
0: one. yeah. So. Milli Vanilli is a good one. But see, that one's a one that kind of it kind of exposed the industry, but it kept yeah. going. Yeah, that's another or like Vanilla, into, Vanilla
2: Ice, Ice, mm-hmm. Ice Baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No yeah. other songs from him.
0: Yeah, because after that, he kind of see. And that's another that's another one. That's another one back. See, now I feel like it's easier for artists to just make. See, like I'm making Spanish R&B, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like now it's easier for artists to cross genres. Right. Back in the day, back when Vanilla Ice came out, bro, you was rapping. You was a rapper. You know what I'm saying? If you try to because he went from that to being a, a like a, a punk rock artist and it just like everybody yeah, knows like, him for Ice Ice Baby, but mm-hmm. he started doing this other <laughs> shit and everybody was <laughs>
2: like <laughs> no.
0: So
1: I do wanna go ahead and kinda go back to the constructive criticism part in the sense of like mm-hmm. you know, you say a lot of people, you know, can't take the heat can't when it take comes the to heat. to that. So what would you say is the difference between people hating and you know constructive criticism is it more the where that criticism is coming from or how that person is being critiqued and like you know how the person is actually analyzing the critique um
0: okay because you just said something that also is some people are just like not tough skinned either because mm-hmm. when you come out with art like yes it's an emotional spiritual thing this is like. If you make art, you have a superpower. We literally get stuff from our imagination that come from wherever. We don't even know where it comes from half the time. And we're able to put it in a tangible form to where you can listen to it. You can see it. You can feel it. You know what I'm saying? You you know? And um, I feel like when it comes to some artists, they kind of get their emotions too attached to it, which is fine, which is fine. You may just want to make art. You may not, you, you might not be the person that wants to make that as your life, as an income. You just want to make it. And that's 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 cool. But if you want it to become like an art, your, your way, your means of life, your legacy, you're gonna have to take it. You're gonna have to take them 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 straight shots sometimes. And um I feel like when it comes to criticism, the constructive criticism to me, the number like one of the main sources is people who are in the field or people who have been there. When we was getting criticized in class, we was getting criticized by a Grammy Award winning professor. Mm-hmm. He would bring in, like, we have Prince's uh, one of Prince's closest friends and his guitarist in his in his band at at MTSU. He would come in and critique us. He was also my performance uh workshop teacher. Oh wow! So when w- when it comes to like getting critiqued, it's kind of like Michael Jordan telling Kobe what he did wrong on a play. Okay, in a way. You know, what I'm saying it's 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 someone who's been there telling you what's going on. That's a good critique. Your closest friends.
2: You, I will you... gladly listen to that critique, though. If I'm Kobe listening exactly. to criticism from Michael Jordan, yes, I will mm-hmm. take note of everything he says. But do you think exactly. that some people will try to like invalidate them? Yeah. Like, oh, what does nigga know? He don't know nothing. Exactly. He's a Grammy, Grammy Award winning artist. What you mean?
1: But the I biggest... feel like that's the weight of you know their profession in the sense that. I think that critique is, like, actually socially allowed. You know, that's mm-hmm. not considered hate because not that person's been in the shoes that you want to be in. So uh-huh. coming from them, it's like, okay, that makes sense to listen to what they got to say. It's a
0: mental note. It's a notes. That's what it is. Whereas a random
1: with. troll online
0: is like, oh, this is ass
1: and not saying why his ass is
0: this. Yeah, not why his wise ass. It's funny when I be seeing people talk about – uh. You be hearing the people that's like, I hate rap now because ain't no lyricists no more. I mean, dude, do you think kids nowadays want to listen to lyricists? Honestly, be honest.
2: I about to say lyricists are just. I would not to say that there are no more lyricists. I'll just say that lyricists are no longer the forefront of music. They're lyricists not forefront. Have now transitioned to from mainstream to underground.
0: Underground indie. We talking about Freddie Gibbs, Benny the Butcher, Griselda. Like we we listen to them. That's so crazy. It's that much it's that fine of a line that early twenties to like up to the forties listen to those people. Whereas like like what 21 under listening to
2: sexy red new. <laughs> I bet say I really I'm not I'm not out here listening to I'm not listening to to Lola Brook or Coila Ray oh, yeah. or Brent Fias. I'm I'm not listening to those. I podcasts. love
0: Ice Spice, by the way. I I just love. It. I don't like her music. I love her. I just have to say
2: that every day. I forgot to say that today. Sorry. <laughs> she she is she is she is a nice young lady. Uh, I'll, I'll be old. I'll be the old man and say she she is a she is quite she is you quite not the much specimen. older than her. Alex, please stop. I mean, hey, my back ah <laughs> <laughs> it's is different. But, um, <laughs> But um...
0: I'd say that I'd say your close friends too. If you're an artist, this is how you can tell you're close. Cause it's the whole, it's the old tale. You know, somebody becomes successful and they have somebody stabbing in their back. Right. Well, that's your fault. DMX said it for DMX said it best. He was on uh Drink Champs. He said, What'd he say? He said, Don't trust everybody to be themselves. Trust that you see them well. Like, you can't trust them... You can't really trust somebody to to, to be themselves because you really don't know who they are, but you got to trust yourself to... Whenever they slip up somewhere, you got to know. You know what I'm saying? So, if well, you play one of your friends... usually like,
1: you can trust them to be themselves, or just themselves suck, but you got to yeah, know exactly. who, who you are. Exactly. You to really sense if they got, you know, their best, you know, your best interest at times. And then when it comes to, you know, being an artist, have you encountered people that you felt gave honest criticisms to your art or do you feel like you also had do you feel like you have friends that gave you good honest critiques that looked out Mm -hmm. for you and do you feel that you also had people that were saying
0: slight remarks and like almost being condescending with it yeah i play i played you tracks i've played all all my friends that i consider close i played tracks too and y'all all do the same thing. Y'all sit back, y'all think about it, and y'all just, y'all just give me ideas. Because y'all critiques end up being ideas for me, either where it'd be on the next song or where it'd be on that song. Because I, I love hearing when somebody's actually critiquing me so I can actually, okay, step outside of my step outside of my body real quick, put myself in somebody else's shoes. And how would I, how would I make this to where I would digest it better? But most of the time, most of the people like you only get one time with me. You say some stupid shit like, nah, bro, I think you need to make some shit like, uh, like, like, like Jacquees blocked. Like, <laughs> we, I, first off, it's not my sound. Right. I'm a, I'm an indie artist. I'm not signed to a record label. Yeah. I ain't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I write my own music. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to change what I am just because you want me to. I had somebody hit me up one day. They was like, bro, we got to make some old nasty like shit for for fucking. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs>
2: what (laughs) he 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 actually said that he sound like he don't get no He sound like he don't get no play
0: oh he get play but yeah he said that and i was like no come on now bombastic side eye dang yeah Oh, he's trying to make some sexy red type lyrics
2: Mm -hmm. well
0: not that he was trying to make some like old slow jam like baby making music i'm like bro oh I, i see
2: I down Also, you say
0: yeah. <laughs> Probably more some August Alcina type shit, honestly. But I'm like, oh, mm. I just went through a breakup. I don't want to talk to nobody like that. right? <laughs> no like that, bro. What's wrong with you? man. But I'm alone. Yeah. Right Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> I'm hurting. but uh, on me. But um, I feel like that, <laughs> and I feel like on the internet, bro. You can't take none of that shit serious, bro. If somebody can't DM you, and even DMs, you can't take serious, cause, bro, you don't know them they don't know you you could actually be a skilled lyricist but because you don't really know how to write your stuff down or you because you don't really know the business that well and you may be signed to a label they got writers coming in for you and you over here doing shit you really don't want to do yeah you know what i'm saying or you could be you could be a good like kodak kodak is actually a good lyricist bro his fans know that but people outside of kodak probably only know his hits and be like no you're talking about zozo that's terrible i'm like okay but also you know I don't saying? help
1: that he was in the 2016 cipher with yeah. you know Lil Uzi and them.
0: No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to the internet shit, in my opinion, I feel like you just gotta just not even acknowledge it because you know it's funny when you do acknowledge it. This is how you know you're not supposed to. When they do acknowledge it, they get clowned for it. They be getting clowned. They be getting going viral for acknowledging back fans and, supposed and they be clapping back
1: above the trolls and everything. So when they actually exactly. back, then it's like oh you stooping to their level.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's my my idea on it, on the internet trolls, but uh, I never really had nobody, like, kind of condescending now. Like, if I do get a vibe from you that I feel like from the jump, like, I have certain family members that I knew from the jump when I said I wanted to be this, Mm -hmm. they kind of, I knew just from the way they reacted, why don't you just be a doctor, why don't you do this and then, 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 even now, be like, you should be a Spanish teacher, because you got this, I can't have you involved. Yeah. This is plan A. Ain't no playing B's. This is it. You know I, what I'm saying? I yeah. I
2: think I think I would I, I look at professions like, like yours and like actors, professional athletes as a very high risk, high reward type of scenario. There mm-hmm. are people who are just not okay with the risk. Because mm-hmm. even why would you, why would they tell you go be a doctor? It takes like 12 years. Until you start your first day clocking in as a practicing board-certified doctor, why why would you tell him to go through years of school training and he has to pass to be a doctor just because you get the prestige and the certifications? It's more the
1: security of the
2: security. Yeah, 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 just 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 that, or taking the risk of being an artist there are not that many people, but there are also plenty of people. And then you got to decipher who are the ones who are not trying to be on some one hit wonder who are actually trying to create genuine quality music. But mm-hmm. then we're now to me, like I, I acknowledge that like what Paul's doing is more risky because he is trying to take the music serious because mm-hmm. it's not being mainstreamed. And so Paul now to me, and you, you could disagree or just, or just correct me. Um, I feel like Paul is is in a space where he is trying to really give an ohm to music and give an ohm to what quality and genuine lyrics and what music means to people. And since people are on this, just I just want to be on this TikTok shit. I, the fear now is can he break that barrier of breaking into mainstream and blowing up in a sense? So mm-hmm. I, that's the only thing that I that I do notice. But it's still it's just it's just a high risk, high reward scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think
1: it's because, yeah. you know, we're older generations and we'll talk about that in future episodes, is that um they're more focused on security because they probably didn't have or didn't do, you know, pursue their dreams or anything and they sacrificed their dreams to either fend for the family or maybe that they actually tried to go do something or whatever and they failed, But because of that and they know that being a doctor or a lawyer is like steady good money that they say to do that because it's either that they could be hating because they probably want to do that and they didn't, you know, they didn't take the proper steps to get to that point, or they don't want their family member to get lost in the sauce in like a dream that they don't realize that family members actually dedicating, you know, the whole time and putting their soul into it. Because once you put your soul in it, even if you, quote unquote, fail, you're still doing what you want to do. So you don't even really look at it as a failure. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't want to assume that for Paul, but you feel me? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right.
2: And like I say, it's not it's not like I'm trying to like make any assumptions about what Paul, but like for people like Paul who are genuinely trying to make headway into the music industry as a whole, there is a higher risk for him because of where our current status of music is currently taking place. If if we if this was like if this was like 2005, I wouldn't be worried about Paul. I'd be like, oh no, Paul's gonna blow up. He's gonna make some some good quality heat, and it's gonna come up, I and mean, people are gonna rock with it because it's it's quality lyrics and quality sound, and he and he'll be great, high quality stuff. Right.
1: Just when you know when you do your unsung in the future, just say when it came to you know be for real that Jeff helped with the executive production of that <laughs> song. So
2: I got. I you. expect him to receive a check in the mail. <laughs> For his his
1: I got you. Man, I just want to cry. I don't even I don't even care about the money. Just when you get that plaque, I just want to see
2: Jeff. I'm like, <laughs> when it says that you. it went triple platinum, you want to be able to see Jeff Hughes Jr. just somewhere I don't in even the care if it's
0: fine print. <laughs> just, just, Jeff Hughes. Let me just I'll write it on there. It's, it's I'll write it on there for you with a with a <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> but really yeah. No, everything y'all saying is true though. Like, you know, I'm one of the people that I know what I'm getting into. Like I'm not going to dive in a hundred feet water if i if it's a shark in there. Mm-hmm. I don't I know I'm afraid of sharks. I'm not afraid to fail though. I'm not afraid to 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 be on my own terms and do it my way. I'm not I did it in college, I did it all through school. My mom told me a story the other day cuz my brother he he put my niece she's only 3 years old, well her mom she got her in school, right? And uh my brother's like she ain't going to like it, she ain't going to like it and I was just like, I don't think a baby at three years old should be in school, right? That's just me. <laughs> but uh, my mom was like, you know, you was in school. You really didn't even care about grades like that because you saw it as a competition, which is true. Like, I feel like they made people compete. They had us competing to be on a roll, and AB honor roll. Bro, I was just like, look, I'm a pass. <laughs> and I graduated college. And a lot of people that was making straight A's and doing stuff like that didn't even go to college. They got burnt out. So I just was always kinda on my own thing. And um uh, okay. you, know, you just follow the plan. That's it. Cause TikTok, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I hope I, I wish some of my songs would get on TikTok. I'm pretty they will probably. Somebody'll take a line out and put it on there. But I just look to make music and just do that. Let whatever come after that, you know. So see so so, yeah, you were right on, on,
1: on college. Cause I know especially with, you know, the music industry now and, you know, a lot of the big name artists. Since twenty sixteen, didn't go to school for this. What was it uh-huh. like as an average, um, college student? You know, pursuing you know music uh-huh.
0: as a major. What was that like? It's so funny because it's it's so funny because all, all of us that make music, and we was in college like at Mt. We all started coming out with music at the same time, because okay. <laughs> it's like you know they. Like yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I did covers and stuff. On you can find them on. If you find if you can find them on SoundCloud, I send you a cookie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they on SoundCloud. Me doing covers when I was in middle school and high school, right? But I never liked it. I always wanted to do my own thing. I always wanted to make my own music. I always wanted to be. I wanted to be that. I think I said on the podcast. But my dreams as a little kid was to be was to be the main character on the music video. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? So, uh, my cousins. I have a cousin um, and uh, one of my friends. They making music. They was coming out with music while I was in college, while I was still learning and and still, like, uh, growing as an artist, but also on the business side Mm -hmm. and also as a writer. I was growing, right? And it was hard for me to kind of, like, take that pill because you also want to be like, yeah, I want to come out with something now because, you know. But I wasn't ready. And now they still coming out with stuff. And, yeah, I might not have a lot out, but I feel like quality-wise, it, it's not even it's not even close. And that's part of like the reason I kind of was like, yeah, I come back to Arkansas because the scene here is so small, but at the same time, it's a lot of the same sounds. You know what I'm saying? Half of the male, half of the male uh hip hop RB artists, they sound like Uzi, Cardi, on that type of vibe, other half like on some YB type shit. Female artists either on some Glow type shit, or the other half is like on some Summer Walker. Like you can, it's like four. Whereas like me, I I literally sat back and looked at myself, and I'm not somebody to toot they own horn at all, bro. But I was like, I feel like I really got my own sound. Like it's no, like so I came back with confidence on that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, at, in college it was hard a little bit seeing people that's not even in college do stuff and blow up at the same time. We talking about you in class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talking. About, we literally talking about you in class Talking about the contract you got Talking about the deal you got Talking about who you signed to Talking about We're talking about all this other stuff In the music business So it kind of also made you feel like Okay I'm not It's kind of like when you're marinating stuff Compared to like You making you, you cooking a brisket tomorrow Compared to making hot dogs You just throw hot dogs on the grill People love hot dogs though, mm-hmm. But brisket It takes time to marinate And you don't have brisket every day And brisket good as fuck right yeah. Brisket to a hot dog, who wins? Brisket. Brisket. And then I watched Kanye. I watched uh Genius, the Kanye documentary. hmm Bro, Yeah not blow up to he twenty six. He was still making music and stuff. He fucked around trying to be a barber and some more shit.
2: <laughs> but so how old was how was he when he started? He was, he was like talking about the time lapse. I wanna say if I remember
0: right, like probably because you got to also remember he did go to school he went to school for like a uh, visual not visual art but uh design mm-hmm. he did go to he has a bachelor's in design so um yeah he was working for rockefeller but he didn't really i mean he was making beats and stuff before then but he didn't really blow up as kanye west till you know he was about 26 so it's all it's like when you go in college and you kind of look at artists who kind of lasted everybody has their own journey and they own like starting point so when you realize that you kind of calm down a lot respect
2: so now i want to dive into something um so you said you said earlier that you're not gonna be in this position forever um, I wanted you to kind of expand on that. So is it you don't think you're going to be what, what what kind of what kind of niche are you trying to stick with when it comes to music? Are you going to just go into only singing, only songwriting, production? Like what is something that you're going to stick with and maybe drop something else off? Um,
0: I always probably stick with being my own artist. <laughs> um. After after the end of the year, I'll probably start focusing more on sending out songs to other artists and stuff. And just doing these little small venues around here, get my performance chops up. But um, I do look around, man, I look at like some people I look up to, like Jamie Foxx, The Rock, like they all had this one thing that got them in through the door, but they. They branched out, Mm -hmm. you know, so. um, Acting. I, uh, me and Jeff have a friend, a close friend named Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and Taylor talk, talk all the time about videos and stuff. Cause I, I took TV class back in high school. So I know how to actually shoot videos. I know the lingo. I know all of it, angles, everything. So I wrote a whole script out for a music video. Like I, I like writing. I've always been a writer, whether it be scripts, whether it be like stories, I've always been a writer. So, um, maybe use music to become maybe an actor. I, I do know I like, um, I love sports. <laughs> I love sports. I love like talking about stuff. Maybe end up having my own like little podcast someday, but just using music as a branch. I don't have a timeline for it. Like we were talking off the air, but mm-hmm. I I don't have a timeline for life. And also, and, and when it comes to that, I don't have a timeline for it either. But when the time is right, then we can just branch out. hmm
2: so that's good.
1: You know, going on, you know, talking about having your own sound. Um, We all have influences, like you just said, Jamie Foxx and, and the rocker influences for you to be multifaceted, you know, not just sticking one thing. But when uh-huh. it comes to creating a sound as a, as a music artist, what is the best way to make sure that your influences don't overshadow what you truly sound like? How do you actually develop your own sound?
0: I can even tell you bro i literally last night it's so crazy because i I'm, I'm still in the production side i'm still like getting my way around i literally made my first like my first preset chain last night and i was happy as fuck <laughs> right <laughs> but um like i i had figured out how to get my white the white noise and stuff out of the background on my my vocals and stuff so crispier sounds should be coming. Like, that's a goal of mine, always have them sound quality-wise better and better as time goes on. But when it comes to sound, I really realized I had my, I I really truly realized that I had my own unique sound when I started working on these songs that I'm planning on coming out with. I feel like for me, it took time. It took, you know, gaining more influences. It took, because I've always also been a history person. I love looking back at history on why things are like this, why things are, the way they are. Um, it like, took some time. In
1: general or music history?
0: History. Like world history, music history. I love it. I love that stuff. I love trying to learn why things are the way they are. And um, yeah, I, I really, I don't know, man. Like I, I just kind of just built off of my influences. But I, I feel like as time went on, if, if from heat until when you hear these songs now, I was really kind of, developing my own sound Mm -hmm. and i feel like now if somebody were to ask me what is my sound i could tell you on every track whether it's r&b whether it's spanish r&b you're going to hear hip-hop you're going to hear r&b you're going to hear some type of cute afro caribbean something in there right but r&b is going to be the base of it
2: I i was i had an idea so you know how um you know how, like, a lot of people, they'll do, like, a theme song off of this show, this movie, or this theme of something, and, like, a lot of artists still come out with a song based off of something that's happening in current history. um, Like, even um, like even Lil Baby. Lil Baby made a song right after, um, like, the protests of, like, George Floyd and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He came out with a song, and it, was, and it was really tough. Like, I still listen to that song. But have you thought about doing... I guess "quote unquote" theme music for certain topics or certain events that you've seen. Only time I've
0: actually wrote a song like that, but that was in my first songwriting class ever. Oh, oh after the, after the
2: the George Floyd murder.
0: Um, it was actually my sophomore year. It was was it twenty twenty? It was twenty twenty, but it wasn't. This was like spring. This was like spring semester twenty twenty. This was before all that. Oh, before COVID, the lockdown. Happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our first actual our first i got um a uh, period with my boy Bernard shout out to him out in Sweden or Norway I'm sorry Norway uh he was an exchange student and uh we got in a room we had our 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 the the project was that we were supposed to co write a song that was about some type of social issue going on and at the time and I still feel this way you can't live without your phone so I wrote a song that way. I wrote a song. As the song went on, you you feel like I'm talking about a girl that you got to leave alone. You got to leave this girl alone. But at the end, you realize that I was talking about a phone the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So That's I have. Funny. It's it, it it did flow out, but um I don't know. Maybe when I'm probably a little bit more mature. I feel like now I'm just so... I'm just so like, and, and everybody is in their own way at this point in age, you know, in your 20s, you're kind of selfish. I kind of just look at myself a lot. I do feel like my songs kind of do relate to what's going on with the whole alpha male, sigma male, all that little, all that little shit going on between the two sexes <laughs> in a way. Um, but when it comes to something like big like that, I don't know. I feel like I have to mature a little bit more. That's fair. That's honest. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah so um
2: what's I about to say man I lost his train of thought right in the middle of it <laughs> I saw you getting ready to ask something and then your mind just went blank yeah Tell me
1: um okay so um going off of because I know we already talked about you know trying to create your own sound and everything do you think that? people making music nowadays need to pretty much just learn the fundamentals of music. Like they need to like learn how to play instruments and learn, you know, chord progressions, you know, know your do, re, mi, fa, so and stuff like, like basically the fundamentals. And then if so, where do you go to get the fundamentals of music?
0: Hmm. Uh... Huh. I want to say, yeah, you look at a lot of people like Beyonce, like, like I said before, Jamie Foxx, like people who have, who grew up like singing in church or school. I sung in a school. They teach you, they teach you the fundamentals of music in a way, whether it's orally. Most of the time when they come from church, they're oral with it. Like they, they literally know what's going on by hearing it. Me, I have to see it because at school, I have to see the notes. I have to see the I had to see the notes. I had to see the, the key signature it was in and all this other stuff, right? Like, those, when it's trained from the church or classically trained from the school, Um, I feel like those are the people that can probably f- f- figure out and develop their own sound in a way because we know how music works. We know the actual science of music, right? I hated science in, cl- in school, but m- music is a science, bro. <laughs> and, like, so I I I learned music theory and it's the want to as well. I mean, I remember we had people who in school, because I classically trained, I mean, I'm singing classical music all the time. Right? Medieval chants to uh some Mozart to operatic style, just mm-hmm. to like older music. So real uh, quick, um, because I took music
1: theory also in high school. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it like because even though we all call it classical, I think it was only like one section of that period that's mm-hmm. actually considered classical. I think before that with Bach, wasn't that like Baroque? Yeah. And then when the classical right. w- Wolfgang and then Beethoven was like romantic or something like that. And then the one after that, I don't know. It was that like I forgot. modern or contemporary, something like that.
0: I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, we, But I, I sung some things from because it was b- before, what was, you said Baroque, it was before Baroque, like I'm talking about medieval times, like mm-hmm. we were singing Gregorian type chants Oh wow. too. Uh. So I took music theory, I learned how music works, I learned the, all the modes, I learned just everything, right? Because I wanted to, it's a want to, because we've had, we I, I, I've been in class with people who sing their ass off, right? Better singers than me, come from a church, but when they get in class, they hated it because now you have to actually read these notes. Now you have to actually use a better technique. Now you mm-hmm. get, well, not a better technique, but a different technique. Now you got to do all these different things that you're not doing on Sunday. And you practicing every day. We're, we we got to go to class every day and practice every day. Most of the time in churches, you have choir practice like on Wednesday. Then you go to, you go to church. You know what I'm saying? We was at this every day. Your only the only off days was in the weekends if you wanted them to be off days, if you wasn't going to all region, if you weren't going to all state, if you weren't trying out for like. um, You know, if you weren't trying out to go to go to governor school at the time, like. I went to governor school, like, I mean, you, you have to show that you really want it mm-hmm. right when it comes to that, but I do what feel is like governor school for people that don't know. I think I don't know if every state has it um because i know tennessee has a tennessee has a governor school and they all go to uh middle tennessee state so what so basically what it is um, a governor school is um yeah boy state girl state that's like more political whatever governor school is more like um it only takes like well in arkansas at the time it only took like 500 students from the whole state of arkansas 500 people going in from their 11th grade year to their 12th grade year uh, for six weeks, you will be living on a college campus. So basically, all of your summer, you living on the college campus. Mm. Um, you could go. I went for vocal music, or choral music. I went for choral music. You can go for um, like, think think it was ba- like drum, like percussion. You can go for woodwind. You can go for that. Then on the other side, you could you could in drama, like you had an art side and you had like a science and math side, right? So you go there. And they put put you on the college schedule. Like when I went to MT, I really was like used to it because I went to governor school. Mm -hmm. Um, We had choir twice a day in the morning, at night, in between uh, flipping days. We had philosophy one day. The next day we had personal development class. Then uh, in between extracurricular, you could go to meditation or you can go to like the gym or you could do whatever. But uh, that's basically what governor school was. I'm 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 that's probably my proudest achievement though, because um it it really did change my life. Sure.
2: As was up. No, actually I wanted to bring back to um what Jeff said about like sit you know, simple basics, like the bait you gotta have some type of basic music. Mm-hmm. To me, I think it's more of just everybody gets into music in their own unique way. I mean, yep. yes, a lot of people like like Whitney Houston or Beyonce or somebody, or a lot of people, like even with Paul they say, you know, I grew up singing in church. And that's usually the base, and that's not even like you really learning, but this is your first introduction to music, yeah. Or like with like drums or percussion or or just just poetry, because even like people like even people like Ice Cube, like he just started off just just writing, yeah. there are rap lyrics, but they it, it's poetry, and, and that's really all all it is. It, it's taking poetry and then putting a beat behind it, and that's Rhythm a song now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody kind of has like their their beginning, or just somebody who is good at good at DJing, or just good with with sound, just with techno, just sound. Like somebody who just mm-hmm. they know how to make sounds, and then they put it together and they put it in this type of flow that that's consistent, and then you turn into a song. Like, yeah, I think it's just everybody just needs to have like a niche and something that that's like their their beginning, because not everybody is going to be Genesis. introduced. Yeah to the full brunt of music unless, they, or unless they're born into it or they're really, like, thrown into it like that. But that's why because they I'm,
1: need the fundamentals is what I was saying because it's like, yeah, true answer, yes, they, they get need it. Into it. They don't yeah. get the fundamentals, or like Paul was saying, they'll sing in church, but they don't know how to read a scale. They don't know, you know, time signatures and stuff like that. And then well, because, yeah. you know, certain people may gas them up for a natural given time that they should be proud of, when it gets to something that they need to get adjusted to some uh, going back to, you know, criticism, they may not be able to take not being good at something right. I'm good at that thing that has to do with the thing that want to do. Yeah. You like he, music, but can you be on beat? Can you like actually hit this yeah. note in, you know, in the right scale? Can you read mm-hmm. those notes?
2: Yeah, at least, got, But even for you, Jeff, you had, you had, you had a, you had an introduction cause you were in band. I don't know how right. long you've been in band for, but the 6th grade
1: you, until 12th grade.
2: So for 6 no. Yeah, 6 years. Yeah, 6 years. Yeah, for 6 years you had a bass, even from 6th grade when you first picked up an instrument and you first saw what a sheet was and mm-hmm. you saw those notes the, all of that looked like looked like mandarin to you and then eventually you started to <clears> pick <throat> it up and now you're looking at your, you can like well, I don't know. Do you think if, if a sheet was placed in front of you, could you still read it? I can still read notes. I know,
1: mm-hmm. And I know all the fingeries from saxophone still. See? The- I can pick it up if I wanted to. It's funny because I wanted to play percussion because everyone wants to play percussion because you think of percussion, you think of drum sets and stuff like that. But then I got to the saxophone and I played actually clarinet in fourth grade back in New York. So when it came to the saxophone, I knew how to, mm-hmm. you know structure your mouth in a way to make the sound. And they're like, you're going to be on saxophone. And I was like, all right. So that's yeah, so funny I mean, that I was on saxophone, but I still love the instrument.
0: It was funny. I never wanted to, when I was a kid, like, yeah, I wanted to be in, in the music videos, but I never wanted to. Like, I was singing in the shower all the time when I was a little kid. So when I went to sixth grade, I, I wanted to be in, I actually wanted to be in drama because I had some type of, I had a little acting background when I was a little kid. But everything was full. So my mom put me in choir. My dad, he was like, well, you're singing in the shower anyway. So "Here you go. So <laughs> they put me in choir. I didn't want to be in it. But, dude, it it, it got me here. <laughs> Hello. So yep. you just you. Kobe said it best. I feel like because short answer. Yes, I feel like you do need to have a, a foundation. You do need to have a genesis. You do need to have to have the fundamentals because it's a lot of people that can sing out here. But they don't like, dude, like, you know, you don't know how crazy it was for me to meet people. And I am pretty sure I said this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, it was crazy to meet people who could who are just great singers, bro. But they were like, "I can't write for nothing. I don't know how to write. I don't like writing." I'm like,
2: "Huh? <laughs> they're they're artists what? now. Are their fame is just you have a great voice, but you can't do nothing else."
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. always been a thing. Recording. That's what i call recording artists. Whenever somebody's called a recording artist, people don't understand what that means. You're an artist at recording, mm-hmm. literal. So uh, Kobe said it best though. Uh, he's a God gave you a gift Why not show your biggest appreciation By living through that gift So I feel like if you do want to do music And you do have a good voice right, Or you may have a good ear for music You may want to just end up being like a Like an a A&R or something like that Well, go learn some fundamentals about it Really train yourself, really like grow that You know what I'm saying And see where it takes you But you I feel like voc- you jump take in vocal
2: classes, do something Yeah, yeah. Cause I got a cousin, like
0: my cousin, right? He makes music. He, been ma- he has so many songs out, but now, now he's straight. Cause I don't put him on game on like some production tools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He would always tell me like, how do I find the key of a song? Like what key am I singing in? I don't even know what key I'm in, or what key I'm rapping in and stuff like that. Cause they be, that's, that's a way they can get auto-tuned to tune themselves correctly is what key they in. You buying YouTube beats, half of these producers ain't really telling you what key it's in, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: They just say, here's the song. That's all I got
0: for you. Here's a beat. Put me in the credits. That's about it. So I had to teach him how to do it. Right? And sometimes even today, even now, like, he'll get a beat. It don't have a key on it. And I'm like, what key is this in? Because it sounds a little out of key from what you're rapping. Because rappers really be trying to sing now, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, it sounds out of key. But they're like, I don't know what key it's in. And I'm like. Hold on. Okay, I take so, my keyboard out and I just figure out what he's at. So,
2: so I, I okay. This, this leads me to like another question, that I think this is this totally up to you. If you if you want to drop those kind of gems, e- even if you don't want to release all of your secrets on like what you're able to do that makes you stand out from the rest. But what are some simple adjustments that an artist can make right now that will completely transcend their music?
0: I think if i did not go i think if i did not stick it out in school and learn and become like classically trained like singing that type of music every day with great technique learning tips because we had a uh, an alumni from my high school he's like a very successful opera singer i mean he goes out to italy all around america he would come back and i would literally pick his brain and stay stay behind just to really, like, help. Like, what what can I do to help train my voice? Well, you can stand up straight. You can breathe from the diaphragm. Whenever you're getting high on those notes, put your chin down when you get in your upper register. Like, it's just little techniques like that for vocalists. But, like, an artist, learn chords. Hmm. Learn some chords. Like, literally just go learn key signatures. Learn chords. Because I don't play piano at all, but every song I have has a chord in it. I play the fuck. I play the fuck out some chords. <laughs> learn basic major, minor, diminished, augmented mm-hmm. chords. You don't have to go to sus. You don't have to go if you want to, but you don't have to go all the way into you know jazzy chords. You don't have to learn minor keys or or harmonic minors, and you don't have to learn all that. Just learn just and like
1: tonic scale,
0: basics. Yeah, scales like because see that could take you far. That can that alone, you'll
2: start learning stuff naturally off of that. When you are talking about scales, you're talking about like how, like when art, when when artists were they sing, they go the. Uh, yeah, that's a scale,
0: but I mean okay. like every every there's twelve scales. If I'm not right, if I'm I think I'm, I think I'm right. I don't know. I just know them by heart. You got key C, D, e, F, That all of if if it's a if it's a key that doesn't have a a flat in it. Or no sharp, then it's a flat key. That means that this key has flats, no sharps. But you'll go to like key of G's, C sharps, E's, those have sharps. So basically what I'm saying is every song has its like, I I call keys like the uh like the uh the type, like mm. the brand. Every song has its own brand. Every song's in a different key
2: but that, that that's even something something as so might be considered minuscule to others but like that slight change already stand, makes you stand out because you can identify musically because some people mm-hmm. when they say like what's the difference between this song and this song oh it's just you know i'll rap harder in this one i put more emphasis in this one i just put like or bigger or better words in this one or it's like no 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 about the actual song itself What's the difference between this and that? And the fact that you're able to identify it musically from like, there's a different key. There's a different scale. There's a different music structure to each song that in itself is like, so yeah, no, but the, but that, that was, that was a great gem. That was a great gem for, for any artist. Just learn anything some simple, learn, learn some scores, learn scales and learn. And learn
0: business. And learn some business. Hey, don't and, don't even have to be a lot. Because when I was in high school, I didn't know shit about the music business, but I knew that recording artists was getting not paid shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So know some, no some.
2: No some. I say, let's let's get into that. Let's get yeah, into that. Get, let's get, let's get into the my, business yeah. aspect. What, the what business are those gems side. that they
1: dropped as far as yeah. business goes?
0: Well, I feel like everybody now, I mean, because we got so many podcasts with these like legends in the game now. They just dropping gems on them all the time. Everybody knows about recoup, recoupable contracts now. Everybody know about 360 deals So recoup basically means I pay you $5, you gotta give me $5 back over A period of time, you ain't gotta give me $5 right now But You'll give me $5 over a period of time And you know um, Let's say I give you $5 to run this lemonade stand Well you're not gonna get profit Until I get that $5 back Mm. That's recoupment So these recording artists who Blow up on SoundCloud Don't really write like that they're like, all right, we got you a writer. All right, we got you a producer that can make you this song. Make you some songs. We're going to put you in the booth. Here we go. We got a contract, contract for you for like $58 million, Some obscure, crazy-ass amount. I ain't even going to say $58 million, Probably like 2000000 million. You're going to sign it right away, but you're not reading the fine contract. You don't know what kind of contract this is. Now, as a recording artist, you're really not going to get I doubt a lot, you'll Unless you're, get unless you're like Drake or something. Full. You'll get well, it about- in full. I mean- Texas probably take out. You'll get it in full, but you're not you can go a whole year without getting none of it back, getting no getting no money back. You could just no. sit in a whole a whole year, a whole time period without getting no money. So when you yeah. run out of money, you like, what happened? This song I coming out with records and all this, they recoup. People don't realize how cheap songs are now. Yeah. Because of streaming. It was different when you was buying albums. Albums was like five dollars a pop. Right. You sold a million albums, you might hey you you might have recouped. Right. you know what i'm saying streams are like and i forgot how, I, I really got to look it through my notes i forgot how much uh how many streams equals one album but a stream is like 0.091 cents 0.091 cents .00 0.091 even
1: well, a
2: whole cent Not no but that's why now it's like when cuz like when you look at like like when you're giving somebody their 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 flowers or their accolades somebody saying i got a million streams on this song sounds cool but when i hear like an older artist like somebody like beyonce or even like destiny's child's album sold over a million copies or even like a or like when they say like like the spice girls sold over a million copies of their songs Mm -hmm. or their albums and they toured all over europe and toured all over the u.s that mm-hmm. to me looked more lucrative because people, you saw the transaction happening in mm-hmm. real time of yep. like when those big or like, like Radio Shack or any of these other like music stores were so popular. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody's new albums coming out, like you would see a line of like people getting ready and now everybody was going to buy that album. And so that transaction alone was just like, Hey, they made bread. Uh-huh. But now, when you're seeing like streams, is like. It's now that not I told to, you that
0: price. <laughs> I yeah, told you now
2: that. that you say the price, I'm like, it. And it's not to say that that ain't nothing, but it's like.
1: No, oh, that price ain't nothing. You right about that.
2: Yeah, that
0: like. It's a it's the, an Instagram account called Broke Songwriter. They not lying.
2: <laughs> it's 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 wow. That that's that's ridiculous. 091 cents mm-hmm. per stream. Yep. and what and what and what and what would they label the stream if you just play the first ten seconds of it, or if you listen the whole way through? Because there are sometimes when I listen to a new album, for me, and I might be very critical. For me, you have a minute to impress me, and some people's songs I have mean, a minute like a intro. Stream.
0: I mean, I feel like that would be you got that's something you got to ask like Apple Music, Spotify, and, them and that shit. Right. I, I don't know. Because that, that's one thing
2: I want to know. What what are they? Because and what, then what they, they take percentages out stream?
0: too. Right. They also take percentages. because Spotify, take out the most. Apple Music take out the list. But I think Apple Music and Spotify about on the same level now. The Spotify, I, Apple Music made some changes. Yeah, but as far as cost of no stream, because I know, like you showed me a list
1: of, like I think it was in, back in 2021 where Apple Music did pay a little bit more.
0: Um, yeah, I, I did like, show you that. Spotify list.
1: was was like at the bottom, bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah, bottom. Um,
2: yeah, so right that's so basically like that's how happen. they
0: get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but which is right now yeah. the emphasis is that you want to be on all of the streaming platforms to yep. give yourself the most optimal chance of bringing in mm-hmm. money. Well, I because heard it was it's... more
1: about the um the album tours is where the artists really get the money. That isn't that like what eighty seven percent of their dude revenue. Mm-hmm. Man, you hey, know who's Swift getting the money is
2: cashing out right now. Off
0: Beyonce of cashing so, out. Beyonce Usher really. Out. Usher with his with know. his residency in Vegas. Oh my God. He Usher, I told my mom. So I said, good. I said, Usher doing something I've never seen before. Cause that's something that's like that old artists that are way out of their prime, like in their 60s, and their fans are in their 60s and old as fuck. They do residencies. Usher is living. He is killing it, bro, in a residency, bro. Come on. Yes, you get so much money man the only I, I took to- touring and promoting so I could understand that side a little bit. I took that for a semester. only people getting paid the label most of the now it, if you were a label and the label has you on tour, you know what I'm saying because sometimes the label puts push you put you on tour because mm-hmm. I've 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 seen I've seen that before most of the time you at least getting fifty percent of the money as an artist from that one show.
2: So that's how that's how you have to do it now. Because even like you said, like even like like older artists, I I can imagine if if Earth, Wind, and Fire announced a residency in Vegas, I'm sure they would sell out because they're still catering to that demographic. Mm-hmm, or even yeah. if it's not, or even if Stevie Wonder held, if Stevie Wonder announced that he is holding a residency, I'll go. Shit. Would cat? Yes, I would gladly go So <laughs> listen her. to that. If Stevie Wonder announced, I have, like, a five... And I don't know how, how it's laid out. I don't know if it's, like, per year or per performance. How do but, you set up a residency? Uh, yeah. I want to say something. it's, like, how you set
0: up... Um, I want to say... Because I, I, I really want to say it's kind of kind of the same as how you set up a show. Because, see, promoters have to go out. They got to find... They got to, you know... They hear artists on the tour. They got to call the artists' reps. Hey, you come here. You know, we got um you know you got to kind of like it's like recruiting in a way you kind of got to get them to buy into the idea
2: because that's how tours
0: are are set up then you can have shows that are terrible because you could promote the and say look we got uh you sell out of capacity you know they that's how that's how they really like base they like 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 they payments and shit out is like off of off of uh projections i'm if i'm not mistaken off projections mm. and sometimes they don't they don't hit they like they projection because basically projection is like setting that line of like, okay, once over this is profit and shit. Um, so I wanna say I wanna say because it's in a hotel. So I, um I wanna say Usher probably living in that hotel. It has to be some type of deal to where he's living there. He ain't gotta pay for nothing, but he's there mm. giving the hotel business. Cause if people come to see Usher, mm. most of them staying in that hotel. So it's more
1: like a tour, but that tour in that one location. So if it's, you want to go say, on that tour, you gotta go. It to
2: seems that like location. a it seems like a an isolated tour uh-huh. where on one end, when you're going on tour, you're you're just doing that one performance either for that one day or today and then tomorrow, and then that's it. And then you mm-hmm. leave. But that's probably perk. I contact. feel it's a long
0: that's a long term because usually residencies uh it seems like I residencies are more
2: simpler to that's it. Seems like residencies are more simpler to Manage because you're not worried about travel Travel. and all Mm -hmm. of like the external expenses. All you have to establish Mm -hmm. is how long you want to be here Mm -hmm. and how many shows do you want to do and in what time pan. Because I'm not expecting Usher to do those grand performances every Friday night. So it it might be like a monthly thing. So if he says... He's been there
0: for like a year now, though.
2: Well, exactly. But that's why everybody's talking about these shows. So he probably if he only does maybe six to 12 performances in a year span, that's either doing it once a month or once every two months Mm -hmm. for that type of performance. So, and that's kind of the promotion that you do. So it's like, you can't really worry about, Oh, he's still here because everybody's now talking about, I don't know when his when his residency is going to end, but everybody's now trying to get a show in before his residency stops because everybody's always talking about how good his his stuff is. Like he hasn't missed.
0: Yeah, he he renews it. So that that's another thing. He did renew it because I remember when they announced he renewed it. So now that's I am starting to think. Okay, now it's, it has to be like a uh, a contracted thing, but the hotel has to be giving you something like a, a place to stay, stay in a president's suite. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like they got to be taking care of you because it it's residency. That's like the definition of it. You know, what I'm saying? Saying, so, it's, it's like it's like it's like in college. It, the, yeah. if they
2: treat you like a college student. We're gonna give you the best dorm. And we're going to all types of meal, yeah, <laughs> right, the meal plan, food. Gotta service, be something he like that. has, yeah. he probably has like his, his laundry. The hotel probably takes care of his food, his laundry or whatever. Or if he wants to come down to the, where the dinner hall is mm-hmm. or something. If you, but...
1: you want to bring a groupie up, you can just go right up. Well,
0: shit. We're on Zoom. Let me go on Google and just look up the definition so we can get a good, like, mm-hmm. high school residency. Yeah.
2: R E S, uh, <laughs> goddamn, uh, R E S E T T. Nah, but I mean, but why you look that up, I mean, it's just not to not trying to fully get off topic, but that that is just that is the wave now. It's like you got yeah, it, mean, but also Usher, it you can't say no to Usher if he wants to do a residency, so that's why it's like especially with the the money he's gonna bring into right? And it's like you got to imagine the status that you have.
1: So I know they talked about music business, but did they ever talk about like, you know, economics as well, like how to actually build a budget when it comes to to that, like, you know, how do you budget for a producer? How do you budget for a writer? How do you budget for production time, like studio time?
0: Like, how do you build that budget? Okay, before I answer that question, I think we're right because it, it, it literally just says it's like a tour in one spot the whole time. So he has to have some type of contract with that hotel. Anywho, um, we did talk about that a little bit, but the thing, but the thing is, the only time I remember us talking about producers when I first started, I remember when I first, uh, my first class, we were just survey of the of the recording industry. We was learning about just the record labels, right? How record labels work. I do remember that at one point, like if you was an in house producer, I don't know if. It, I'm, I gotta find a note Say oh but I do remember I'm talking about producers Getting paid like 100,000, 200,000 Per album mm. Off the real, Just through the record label But that also I think has to come from Cause see this is a the thing They have in-house producers But most of the time They'll go out And get a producer mm. Like a Timbaland Like a they'll, they'll go out And reach out to a producer For it to be a one-off, one-off thing We have a lot of those In the music industry Like work for hires Where you just get You know that's that's like a big thing they do for like commercials and shit mm-hmm. like they had they uh my junior year jp morgan they reached out to mtsu songwriting and the, and basically just the recording industry uh curriculum the, all of us and they were like we'll give you you know we want somebody to write us a jingle for a hundred thousand dollars that's basically what it is you know like you a just student do, to do it yeah you basically oh, that's just
1: hard yeah you basically that's just hard
0: send them the song and they pay you. That's basically how it goes. There's no residuals. They own the work. So you're right. um, They're paying you for your, for your work. Basically. So most of the, so that's what I was thinking because I was like, in a way they're paying a producer $100,000 to $200,000 an album. Right. If he like, where are they getting the money from? They have to be getting it from the the artist residuals. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what people also realize. See, I understood it at the beginning that it's a, it's 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 a it's a not it's like an upside down pyramid in a way. You got your executives at the top and the people at the bottom. A and R. You got all these levels that have to get paid, mm-hmm. and you know your contract is the last one to start getting the recruitment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, um so basically your money getting yeah.
1: super taxed by the time it gets to you.
0: It's getting spread around. Mm-hmm. All these people have invested in you, so. I see it as like an investment. I, I see like artists getting to a record deal as a high end investment, like a very high risk investment, mm-hmm. unless you like Drake or something like that. Most of now we got like these record labels owned by former artists, so they kind of, you know, make it easier for them to get money for real. But producers, I don't know how. I really don't know how in house producers get. I, I, maybe it was that they get one hundred to two hundred. in house producers, I really going to look through my notes. But I do know they call in producers sometimes and they just like pay them off.
2: Hmm. But that, is that necessarily something that's like favorable as opposed to, cause I feel like a lot of people, like, even like with artists and actors, a lot of times they would prefer the residual contract because you're, you're getting paid every single time your music is played for every single, every single soundbite, every single opportunity that your song is displayed, they want a check, no matter how big or how small. So is that something that's preferred, or do some people prefer to be cashed out right then and there?
0: It depends who you are. It depends who you are. Because, um, shit, right now, for me, if I was to fuck around and get a work rate for hire for, like, 45K or something like that, and just, (laughs) i will be chilling for a little bit. i will be alright for a little bit. But I feel like if you were someone who was, like, a you know, up there, rich, they have a lifestyle to maintain. You probably dabble in a lot of things. It's mostly songwriters that do a lot of work made for hires. Um, you know, a sync, um, Paramount might hit you up and say, "Hey, we're trying to do a commercial for our Paramount Plus, a new Paramount Plus uh, feature. Uh, we need a song. We're willing to pay like two, two hundred fifty k or something like that. You know, but we'll we'll own the rights to it. Stuff like that." So Uh, let's say,
1: you know, like you said, JP Morgan went to MTSU to the, you know.
0: Yeah, we have received the email.
1: Yep. You said you have or haven't received the email.
0: No, we received it. We received that email. Like, everybody did. And I asked people about it. Like, no, I ain't seen it. I'm like, bro, you don't Mm -hmm. check it. I check my email every day. That's something I did every day. I checked Outlook every day. That was sitting right there. (laughs) I said, damn. Told my mom about it. But I was like, "Mm." How does that
1: check get dispersed? Like, once, like, the money comes in, how do they disperse that money?
0: You mean for a work made for hire? You mean like when you're signed on a contract?
1: No, like you know they send that check over to the school for you know the whatever. Oh, they're gonna send, it. probably gonna
0: send it to me or send it to my mailbox. Oh, oh so gonna send it It goes to, to, to the student. Yeah, it, it go to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they they were just looking for someone to write it. They were actually looking for a person to write it. They were gonna they weren't finna pay the school that. I don't know. Okay. I boy, I wish I did do that and win, a, win that shit and I one stop going to see me. They sent me too many times on that bitch. <laughs> See me every oh, damn day. Where the money at? Where my money at? <laughs> Hell nah. that'd be some shit. But no, nah, they probably they probably paid them out. And whoever wrote it, maybe they didn't. Maybe they we didn't get it. I don't know if it was just MTSU. It could have been like MTSU to Belmont, Nashville, yeah. um, um, Tennessee State. Whoever had a music program, but whoever won that, congratulations hundred thousand dollars we the people so as far as like you know um recording labels
1: like you said you know people got to get paid that are involved with whether it's a and and you know we gotta get titles. paid so is that why these artists also start their own record labels and put artists mm-hmm. under their label so they can recoup the money for
0: themselves low-key or they can get a bigger profit out of it you start seeing more artists and now kind of uh because it's 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 funny. It's like twofold. Where somebody like me who we had to learn the business side of it, mm-hmm. we see it as just a business. We was like, oh, that's how the business works. But you see it as some you as someone who uh I can't even think of nobody right now, who probably didn't know nothing about the business and then um got a check. And didn't know, just didn't know how it worked and it just went bad. And now they saying that all the business evil, the business bad to us. It's just the business, that's how it works. I mean, cause honestly, we just, they just told us how it works. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm pretty sure they probably run it different. Like I'm pretty sure they run it way different. Pretty sure the artist gets, um, you get your advance. That's what they call it in advance on your contract first. And then you probably get percentages with that advance while recouping. Um, so that's I'm i that, that could be how it works. I don't really know. But I, I do know that if you want to see some money, you gotta recoup. You got to recoup. Better make that
2: five million last, brother. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, yo, and be like, Yeah, I just came out with my first million dollar check, man. I'm can Ain't nobody tell me nothing. I'm about to go ball out. And I'm like, So when's the next check though? Like, nobody ever thinks about when's the next check, when's the next direct deposit going to hit your account. So you're going to be sitting here waving mm-hmm. these, these and bands. And it's quarterly. It's quarterly.
0: Oh, you see. It's quarterly, yeah. too. So every three months, that's when the statistics and the money and shit from SoundScan sound come in. It ain't like every day. Because, see, this is what people don't... Some This is what a lot of people don't really realize is like if... It's kind of like when they come out with a movie and they said the box office. They're like, oh, this is going to be, it has a box office of like, what, 17 million, right? But it doesn't hit the box office. That's basically them saying they expect it to hit that. Mm-hmm. You've, you have that sometimes in music. Like, think about when somebody hasn't came out with something yet and they're like, oh, it already has this many albums. So, or it has this, but it hasn't came out yet. But once it comes out, it don't and have. that's
2: based that. off of the deadline of of holding it. I don't even know how long how long the box office goes for whenever a movie drops. Like I don't know if it's like they wait a month out or three months out or if it's quarterly yeah. for everybody. I don't know.
0: And they and they just going off of what critics say too. Because see, a lot of people don't realize this. Most of those a lot of the movie critiques come before the movie comes out to the general public. Yeah, right. So that's how they also like get the box office. And it's kind of it's, it's same in music industry. Like you have people listening to songs and they'll start hyping it up and doing this and doing that. And people buy in, and once they listen to it, it kind of just like
2: and then it tanks, pops. like, mm-hmm. or even with like, like, I say, even with movies, like, and that's something you don't ever think about. It, like, like you'll get the, the critiques are coming from the people who show up on the premiere day, and premiere mm-hmm. days are always private, and you never know private. who or how to even get there,
0: friends, so, family,
2: right? And so, but with that one, that one credit that pulls up and he drops a review that could easily like imagine like the person on Rotten Tomatoes that that like completely shits on a movie mm-hmm, right. and that could easily affect their box office like by millions of dollars off of their one yeah. word like that like that type of stuff is, is ridiculous to me
0: mm-hmm. but you still got to watch it so you really don't see that now in music mm-hmm. i think i think they saw that i think we saw that more in the olden days when they were like oh we respect this Luther Vandross came hypothetical Luther ain't never mm-hmm. missed i'm just saying Luther Van this is an example, people. Luther Van Dros, we got you coming down for this second album, man. We're expecting big things. Around two million copies sold on first day. Two million don't get sold on first day. Hope's got it. Or up. imagine his <laughs> song
2: suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something and, and like that. Like, imagine uh, but that's like something like, wow, like or imagine, mm-hmm. like, or any other like legendary artists if like Stevie Wonder said, I got some new music that I want everybody to listen to. And everybody, because of his name and his likeness, everybody's gonna pull up for it. Mm-hmm. And now that first day everybody streams it, but then they're like, This song sucks. I mean, and then it completely tanks the mm-hmm. tanks the expectations.
0: Yeah. And most of the time, the expectations also like um I know I know this is exactly how to get the box office in movies too. How much did it cost for production? Because They'll also throw their production costs in there too. We had to fly y'all to Maui. We had to fly y'all over here to Canada. Y'all did a shooting scene in Britain. James Bond was tickling the dolphin in Miami. That costs a <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> We're gonna throw that into the box office too.
2: Well, That's cause right. even because even with like Watch those uh, those big action movies, like that their Ooh. expectation is to cash out on the box office Like because they spend so Fast, much on it. Fast X has so many graphics and, and stunt doubles and explosion this and destroyed cars and stuff or even with mission impossible um with um there was one scene that tom cruise did where he had to ride a motorcycle off the side of a cliff Mm -hmm. and apparently in reality he did that they said they did that he did that at least 10 times
0: yeah he does he does all his stunts which is insane to me
2: right and i'm like that's each motorcycle that you're building to purposely be destroyed yeah. Because you're supposed to ride it off the cliff and you're supposed to see the explosion go at the bottom. So I'm like, you're just you're you're making all these bikes knowing that they're gonna get shredded in, in two seconds. And so that type of stuff. And so when you're saying like, yeah, all these expenses, you have to project- you're expecting. Same for artists. Oh,
0: same. same for artists. We brought in for real for you, we brought in Timbaland for you, we brought in all these people for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Neil's gonna help you write this song, or or people are gonna
0: we got all these features for you. You great. Right. You know I know you heard but the baby say he charged like two million for a feature or some shit. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: That's what that's why I was just like, like when they when they were talking about like or even when Beyonce one of her little, she was like, if they want to feature me, they're gonna have to sign a non-disclosure. And I was like, What you mean a non-disclosure of what you gonna be doing? two million dollar fee? But even because we just even giving when, Jeff,
0: we'd given more, we're giving Jeff more damn more uh, gasoline for his I mean, fire later on when <laughs> we talk about conspiracies. He's gonna wait. Well, what was we doing in the in EDA? The, uh, <laughs> Let's
2: say? look it yeah. up. <laughs> what what, what's the contract say now? <laughs> uh, but even with like, um, how because I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the BET awards when um, when Buster Rhymes got uh, like a lifestyle achievement award or something, and You got gave the a lifetime speech. achievement. Mm-hmm. And so when he was talking about how. And I didn't even realize this, but the fact that he took the ohm um and said, like, I pioneered the the, the value of the feature. Because if you think about it, Bustle Rhymes, he's more known for being a feature artist than him being artist on his own stuff. But he's collabed with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then when he said that how he would come in and be in the room full of a whole bunch of random people, spit a couple bars and then leave. And then, he'll, and then he said, like, I will leave. And a couple weeks later, I'll send him an invoice and then there was like what's this for it yep. was like that's for, the for the, feature. That, that's for the Brit. that's for the bars that i just spit and so he would charge like people like you know back then mm-hmm. you know 5 grand here 10 grand here 15 grand here and as long as he kept doing that that was his that was his that's claim that was his way to in. fame mm-hmm. right but at that moment it's like you can do you can be a feature artist on 10 different songs from 10 different people I'm going to charge you, 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 all yeah. y'all getting a bill for me afterwards, I'm done. And by uh-huh. that time, you have matched what a yeah. artist with his own music is making. And so... so yeah. Even
1: then, you got to think about, like, the whole process, because, you know, as we were talking about this, and especially, like, Usher's residency, like, you got to, you know, get the producers, get the writers, get the recording artists, you know, curate together this album... You know, session
0: players Right Put it mm-hmm. out Have Backup it, singers. listen
1: to it And then once it gets You know Garners them You know Much attention And the money To you know Go ahead and You know Pay off all Like the production costs And everything And you know You succeed in your budget And you start planning The whole tour So I got to go ahead And set up a venue For the tour Or the different spots And probably what they I'm not sure Because like I said I didn't go to school for this But you know They're probably looking at You know And I guess it's Beneficial for you know, like Spotify or these other platforms that show you geographically where your music's played the most, so you can choose where you're gonna do that tour at, so you can actually go to where your listeners actually are.
0: Brent Fires did that. That's something that he. That's what he did when he. Like I don't know how old he is now, but he was 22. He was he came out with songs and the spot at the end of the year on Spotify. Even now, if you go to your Spotify artist account, you can see geographically where people listen to your music. Mm-hmm. So, he would he did a little tour, and he went to these places that people was at, and he was performing for them. Like, that was smart as fuck. That was so smart, bro. But, yeah, he did that. So, yeah, I mean, you figure out, I mean, I use that for promoting, too. Like, I figure out where, I, where I'm where uh, i getting at, um, and I'll get on Instagram, and you can choose where you want your stuff to be promoted at. Whether it could be random, or you can choose specific states or specific cities, mm-hmm. I'll be doing the same thing. So, got to like if if you really if you it, because now we in the the where everybody's in front of their phone so the best way for you to get attention is to promote yourself mm-hmm. on instagram facebook wherever everybody is you got to promote yourself it, it takes money but you have to so
2: let's say any before we eventually wrap this up to a close like any other things because since, since we filmed our our episode when you came by, like, are there any more tactics or traits that you've picked up along the way within your music? Like, like How has your sound grown over this time period?
0: Rofus mm-hmm. um, tricks. I just feel like I just really have grown as a producer from someone who just... Would sit down and literally play everything, create everything. I had a friend come over. Shout out to Sean Mack. Uh, dude came over. We was just chilling. He was on my computer. We both used Logic Pro. He showed me what the loop library was, and I've seen I've seen where it was this whole time. But my dumb ass didn't know that's what that was because I would always hear that Logic had a loop library. But I would I once I found that it just went up. Bro, I've made, I done made like a whole bunch of songs Mm -hmm. on loops and mixing loops with what I know and mixing loops with, you know, me actually playing shit. That's about it. Loop, learn loops, learn how to, learn how to mix people and mixing takes time. Mm -hmm. So don't get mad if you ain't got it right the first time. But when it comes to probably trying to be in front, trying to get a lot of attention, um be interactive bro but be yourself like don't be like i don't know i feel like people like that nowadays even though we do live in like a weird ass it is like borderline superficial people do like when you're yourself like people look at twitch streamers the only reason why people like twitch views is because people like being nosy and they like seeing how people live for about an hour but they like hearing people talk for about an hour It's people on TikTok that go on live. That are TikTok famous. That are getting paid from TikTok, and they go on live every night. They sleep. That's crazy. People watch that. We live in a time where people are weird as fuck. So take advantage, people. (laughs) Take advantage.
2: Even with these, like, I don't know if y'all seen these, like, all of these "Get Ready With Me" videos. Are are really <laughs> confusing to me. Really confusing. Get, ready with, Get me. ready with me. I'm getting ready to go out to the mall today or something. And yeah. then they're just sitting there, putting clothes on, doing their face, like literally from wake up, shower to yeah. getting
1: clothes on. Like you set the camera up to show you in the shower and brush your teeth. Right. And, and I'm just yeah, like, you
2: know, stop. I don't stop. like people enough to know what your morning routine is. Like I don't care, I don't care what you got to do to make it happen. But you here now, like I don't need to know your process. But ever...
0: your whole know. life can be on a, especially for women, your whole life could be on a free on social media. You could be doing get ready with me's and have our only fans and know people. People now know what you look like butt ass naked. People know
2: now know your daily routine. People know you. They know that mold that's in the back of your left butt cheek. Like, like they,
0: that, they 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 exactly. They know the bo- they know all the beauty marks. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. And then when people start stalking, let's not get into that rabbit hole. That's
1: but you like, <laughs> even have to try hard to stalk is right there. Yeah, yeah it's right there.
2: That's that that's right. for that that's something for another episode to get into cuz I could be an old man and just these young kids
1: I don't know nothing and
2: just That's
0: going to be that is gonna yeah. be the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so probably an unaired episode too. Never say, I'm about
2: to, I'm about to unload the clip. I might get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it's not condone Alice's comment. say <laughs> uh, shit, uh, Jeff, with this last episode that we filmed, we did not know how to end that and we were just, we just started saying recklessness, and I was like, oh, well, here we go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Foursquare guys. <laughs> hey
0: guys, this is Foursquare, and we. Want to apologize for any feelings we heard
2: to the whatever community that I insensitive,
0: offended. Insensitive,
2: indecent. It's like everybody has the same
0: has the same apology. My exactly. comments were insensitive; they were indecent, <laughs> and they hurt people. That's not my objective. I to want to be better
2: people. to the society. I, I would like to move forward as I be an ally and be a positive member of my community. <laughs> yes, bro. But uh, anyways, uh, Jeff, I'll uh, i close this out. All but right. um. We would like to thank Paul, a.k.a. Pablo Ramon, for bestowing us with his knowledge and expertise on the music. Uh, Paul, anything you would like to plug up? You know, anything you got coming in? Like, like what you got Follow coming me. in the works? Follow me
0: on Instagram at D Pablo Ramon. You might not see a lot of pictures of me right now because I'm currently going through rebranding because, as I said before, I'm now fully, like, making my... Like, this is what you're going to know me as now. Um, I am gonna be making another Instagram account called Ramon Reviews, where I go around reviewing restaurants. Well, not and I won't be reviewing restaurants, but I'll just be putting y'all on to restaurants. Cause if I if I'm if they're good enough to be on my account, they good. Restaurants, clubs, event places. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, look for
2: out sure. for that. Follow them, follow them. Y'all show sure a y'all show sure love to Pablo. Um, and make also sure as always to
1: Local munchies as well you know what I'm Local saying? munchies Hello
2: mm-hmm. You know we always eating We always talking We always laughing But uh, yeah Appreciate y'all for uh, tuning in To another installment of Foursquare Presents After hours With your boy Alex and Jeff Coming through We thank yep, y'all yep. for always listening uh, Make sure y'all always You know Like, share Leave comment, a comment Subscribe Share subscribe. with
1: your sneaky links And your entanglements as unless, old, you're lonely, unless you're lonely Unless you're lonely and sub- and if you're lonely, get sneaky, sneaky links. Subscribe
2: linders. or be a stalker, a, be a predator. Um, be a see, messages. this
0: is what we <laughs> talk about. Subscribe, subscribe, <laughs>
2: subscribe, and cancel beep. Yes, <laughs> subscribe. <All> Hi, <right, laughs> this is Alex. Um, I do not subscribe to beep. Subscribe. Right. <laughs> <and> I know <laughs> you
1: hear, you know, Paul in the mm. back with the subliminal message and I'm subscribing, so you better subscribe. Subscribe,
0: subscribe. <laughs> Transition Suscribe.
2: into ASMR. Hello, guys.
0: <laughs> oh yes, thank you. Ooh, Larden cowgirl. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no,
2: now it's time to go. <laughs> now it's time to go. On that note, thank y'all, and uh, until next time, we'll catch y'all on the next episode, y'all. All right. All right peace. Bye. All right.